Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the J&J Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Alex Jaworski, joined, as always, by my good pal, Justin Carroll. Justin, another um, another night of whatever that was. I wouldn't call it wrestling for the most part. Slammiversary was better than Extreme Rules. Ah, I screwed it up. Extreme Rules. <laughs> I didn't even watch Slammiversary, but I... If anything, of all the reviews I've heard, I don't think I know more than five people on Impact or whatever they call it now. But I think they I call mean, it Impact. I mean, Slammiversary, man. I think I think it might have been better than this. And this is a WWE. This is number one, not number three. Granted, granted, I missed the complete first hour because I was napping and I had to go and get food. I completely missed the first hour, so I can't be too quick to judge. I'm probably going to have to rewatch that first hour. But I think, arguably, Slammiversary could have been better than Extreme Rules. <laughs> well, we'll get right into it here. We'll fly by the first hour, or somewhat of the first hour here. We started off with Cesaro and Nakamura versus The New Day for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. This was the table match. Pretty long match. I tuned in like 10 or 15 minutes in, and they were still going at it. I think this match probably got over 820 or so, but Kofi and Biggie set up a table stacked on top of the table, so a double table on the outside. Of course, in wrestling, the person who sets up the table goes through it. This was true enough. As Kofi gets powerbombed from the top rope to the outside through two tables from Cesaro. And Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura are your new SmackDown WWE Tag Team Champions. I'm interested as to how this is going to go. Because granted, they haven't had too many tag team, like, you know, tag team matches. Uh, This is sort of a new tag team, if you really do think about it. I'm definitely intrigued as to how they're going to you know, deal with Cesaro and Nakamura leading into the future as our new tag team champions. Absolutely. So, I mean, a little change of pace there. New Day been going at it for a little while here. Uh, you know, been pretty much going since uh, whenever they won it. I'm not, I can't really remember. I know it, it was, was ever since our show in SmackDown. So it was after, it was before Saudi. No, no, because they won it um, from Miz and Morrison. So they won it um, at Mania? No, they won it for Miz and Morrison at a... Oh, it was like a triple threat match. Right? Yeah, okay, never mind. My fault. Anyway, so a little change of pace here for the pandemic as everything's kind of been the same all around for wrestling-wise, but Cesaro and Nakamura are your new tag champs. After this, we had Bailey versus Nikki Cross for the SmackDown Women's Championship. How did Nikki Cross get into the title picture? I'm um, pretty sure she pinned Lacey Evans. Like, she rolled her up in a three-way, I want to say. Maybe. I'm not too sure. But uh, why? Was this match horrendous? No, I just was thinking, how did Nikki Cross end up fighting for the belt? But anyway, uh, this match was... Uh, Bailey, and this was a SmackDown Women's Championship match. Uh <laughs> Bailey, the ref is distracted. Sasha hands off her legit boss uh, brass knuckles to Bailey. Bailey hits Nikki in the gut. Bailey has a new finisher, I guess, and she retains the SmackDown Women's Championship. What was the new finisher? 
Uh, it kind of looked like a, uh, oh man, I, I can't really, it looked like kind of uh, some sort of, uh, some sort of rendition of, um, MVP's finisher where he puts a knee on the back of someone's head and twists them and they go head first into the, oh, okay. into the mat. Mm-hmm. So that kind of deal, but kind of close. I didn't quite catch the name of it. But anyway, we'll get into the uh, next match. Any uh, thought on Bailey retaining her title? Are you surprised? I hope not. No, I'm not surprised that Bailey retained it. Uh, I can only imagine who she's going to drop the title to on SmackDown. I mean, just if you look at the roster right now, right? It's Lacey Evans, Naomi, Dana Brooke, I think Carmella, maybe? Like, who is really reasonable to take the title from Bailey. I think it's pretty obvious who's next in line for the title. I mean, do you think... Can we agree on one name right now, do you think? It should be Lacey Evans. I agree. I, I totally I think it should be Lacey Evans. Has been there. Yeah, it's just... And now she's a bad guy, so it's like... I mean, a bad girl, well, I guess. But, <laughs> like, now that's possibly out of the picture because Lacey is now feuding with Naomi. What is what it seems like. So it might be a little longer before Bailey loses the title. And she's been champ for like a while now. I think it's well over like a year. Well over 200 days it's been. Wow. So kind of crazy what's been going on. But anyway. Oh, man. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, man, I'm tired. This wrestling stuff, man. I'm out on wrestling. I'm starting to get out on wrestling. This is not wrestling. <laughs> It was anyway, not at all. No, this is this is wrestling. Just kidding. I was not. Anyway, after this, uh, we had what would have been the U.S. title match, but uh, Apollo did not pass his pre-match physical. Uh, MVP, whatever that means. MVP comes out. Uh, they have the new belt ringside. He takes. He you know goes out has a little segment there. Saying he wins the match by forfeit, and and thus uh, he's the new champion, I guess. But Byron Saxon noted uh, Apollo is still the U.S. champion, so kind of weird concerning what's going on because MVP brought the belt into play, but now um, now that Apollo is still champion, I have no idea what's going on. I really don't. Uh, wait, can I just ask you really quick? I don't want to spoil it just yet. Was this really similar to something else that happened tonight that they crowned a new champion, quote-unquote? Um, no, I think you know what I'm talking about, though, right? Um, yes, this okay. is similar, but th- there was no match. MVP just self-crowned himself the champ, so I don't get how that works, but either way... MVP is the new U.S. champion. I don't. I don't really get it. After this, we had the eye for an eye match: Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio. Uh, Rollins was going to a toolbox for different tools to get Mysterio's eye out. Um, he actually, uh, this is before he was tripped into the point of the announcers table, uh, exposing that eye. But Seth does, in fact, extract Rey's eye. Um, 
it was shown on camera and it was ultimately ridiculous. Uh, obviously, his actual eye did not come out, but clearly uh, they wanted to make it somewhat legitimate. Um, so the eye or uh, some kind of fake prop was sticking out of Mysterio's uh, mask. Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins puked. Uh, I don't know. It was, this was everywhere. I said WTF, stupid. At this point, I was tuned in. I started watching this midway throughout the match. It didn't seem all that bad. Although, the, I just think the concept, an eye for an eye, like the way you win the match is by taking out someone's eye. That just seems like immoral almost, but also just disgusting. Like, I don't want to see that happen. That's just nasty. And then, like, for Seth Rollins to quote-unquote puke, like, what was that, baby food? You know, it's just like, like, I just thought that match was dumb. And also, Ray's mm-hmm. gear, horrific. Horrific. Yeah, I don't know who put that one together. I mean, seriously, but... Stevie uh, Wonder. Yeah, no kidding. Have you ever seen Stevie Wonder's wife? Uh, ne- uh, he hasn't either. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think you said that before. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have. Anyway. Uh, after this, we had a Wyatt Swamp package. Strowman met Wyatt in a swamp. What? Oh, we're, we'll get into that because I know the both of us are going to trash all over that. Uh, after this, we had uh, Asuka and Sasha for the Raw Women's Championship. We get towards the end of the match. Asuka goes to hit the green miss. The, the green mist, the green mist on Sasha. Instead, Sasha ducks and hits the referee. Sasha hits Oscar with the belt. Bailey comes into the ring. Bailey rips the shirt off of the ref. Oscar is still down. Sasha goes to the pin. Bailey counts to one, two, three. Screams at the timekeeper to ring the bell. She has no authority, mind you, just wearing the black and white stripes. Nothing, 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 nothing. And Sasha is your new Raw Women's Champion, even though this is completely disregarding wrestling rules, and it's very something you'd see out of AEW. This was totally ridiculous, and I'm not going to whine and complain about it, but, like, having the, you know, the, the, the champion in your challenger's corner and take her t- taking the referee's shirt off and counting the three and being a legitimate referee or a source of authority and getting to ring the bell and count one, two, three. Like, what? <laughs> this, oh my God, Matt. I was talking to you a little bit before the podcast, and I said, this match wasn't all that bad before the finish. In all no, honesty, it wasn't. It wasn't all. I said the same thing. In all honesty, it was not bad up until the finish. Granted, there was a really, really weird part of the match. I don't know if you caught it, but they were doing something in the corner. Oh, I think it was like uh, like they did a German suplex thing off the top, and then Sasha fell on her knees, and then she ended up, quote-unquote, tripping. I-, I might be mistaking this for something else that happened. But Sasha was, like, rubbing her, like, thumb on Asuka's arm, and then Asuka was, like, sort of scrunching uh, Sasha's head. Did you see that at all? No, I and, missed it. Oh, it was it was weird. I think it was, like, you know, them telling each other they're okay. But it was, like, uh, what is this? A, like, I'm a, like, a broadcast and massage parlor? What is this thing? It was so weird <laughs> to me. But 
Other than that, the match was not all that bad. The finish really, really ruined it for me because, man, that was just, that was just dumb. Straight up dumb. Oh, yeah. So stupid. So stupid. I mean, why can't we just figure it out? Why can't you just have Oscar pin Sasha? I don't know. Why can't you just have Sasha pin Oscar? No clue. No clue. Me. Me either. Me either. Anyway. After this. God, what else do we have? Oh, okay. See, now we had a ridiculous, we had a realistic wrestling match. We had Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler for the WWE Championship. Ziggler having the uh, the stipulation of his choosing. The only thing that made sense all night, Ziggler making it an Extreme Rules match only for himself. And if Dolph Ziggler, I mean, sorry, if Drew McIntyre gets disqualified or counted out, McIntyre loses the belt. To Dolph Ziggler. Now this made sense. This is an ultimate bad guy move. And this is how the match went. I mean, he was using uh, different, you know, weapons. Drew was dodging all of them. Like at one point he was going to suplex Dolph into a table, but had to drop him the other way. I mean, this made sense. This was a solid wrestling match. Definitely, without a doubt, the best match of the night. Granted, I do want to see Cesaro and Nakamura's match. You said it was a little long. But I still do want to watch it. From what I've seen, this was hands down by far the best match of the night. Really good. I mean, I expected nothing but greatness from these two guys. Dolph Ziggler, always been really good in the ring. Drew McIntyre has just been having killer back-to-back matches. And this, without a doubt, the best match of the night. Yes, absolutely. So we get into the finish of this match. McIntyre who had previously gotten hit with a chair into his, his leg with the Claymore, gets the Claymore off for the win on Ziggler. Very able to, uh, very full of storytelling in this match. You know, lots of peaks and valleys. You know, obviously, like I said, Dolph using all the weapons, Drew avoiding them, Drew getting hit with the chair and the leg with from uh, Dolph. So, I mean, lots of moving pieces, but a very good match. Great storytelling. But you want to talk about storytelling overboard on acid. We had the main event, if you even want to call it that, the swamp match between Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt, who should just stick to wrestling and not acting. Um, Yeah, I don't even know who won. I don't even know what happened to wrestling. Oh, my God. I don't even want to go into detail about this match. So, the way it goes, they're at the swamp where, like, you know, everything happened with the Wyatt family. These goons try to attack Braun Strowman. You know, he fights him off, of course. Then Braun comes face-to-face with his own self from the Wyatt family. And so, you know, he has the sheet mask on and has an axe. So, sheet mask Braun slams down an ask. Oh, oh, an ask? What the? What's an ask? An axe? (laughs) And so... Pants the black. Then we come back, and then Braun is stuck in a chair. Bray Wyatt comes out, and he's you know he's got the old music like the KJ vibes, that stuff. Um, he's pretty much telling Braun Strowman how he's not the enemy. Yet he proceeds to have a random lady come in with a snake and strike him. So granted, they're enemies. Let's just face it. That oh my god, this is just so. Incredibly, incredibly dumb. 
So Braun Strowman wakes up next to a fighter. Oh, a fire. I can't talk. Oh, about this is a. This is. <laughs> This is where it was a little funny, but obviously it's not supposed okay. to be funny, but it was so morbidly ridiculous. It was funny. Okay, so I'll agree with you. It was a little funny. So Brown Showman is fighting off the goons, and then one of the goons actually catches on fire, and Brown Showman laughs like a madman. He's just like, oh, <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, what is going on here? But the dude was like really, really on fire. Like, like his pants were caught on fire. His shirt was caught on fire. I was just like, oh my God, how is this man alive? But then, what we've all been waiting for, who is Sister Abigail? And you know who it turned out to be? Well, I'm not so sure if it was actually Sister Abigail, but I think we all know who, obviously, it was. But It was Alexa Bliss. Of all people, Alexa Bliss. It couldn't have been, like, Paige. Like, that just seems fitting. She looks exactly like the doll from the Firefly Funhouse. You know? Why have, like, Alexa Bliss as quote-unquote sister Abigail. It just didn't make sense for me. And so she just tries to lure Braun Strowman in. And uh, I don't even really think it was Alexa Bliss. It was probably just some random girl. So as she fades into the mist and whatnot, Bray Wyatt ends up jumping Braun Strowman. He takes him out. Let me catch up where I am in my notes. Uh, Braun Strowman. Oh, okay. So Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt duke it out a little bit. Braun Strowman throws... Bray Wyatt into a boat. He sends the boat flying away. Well, not flying away, but like, you know. Floating. Yeah, yeah, floating away. <laughs> then the boat comes back, and Braun Strowman, I mean, no, not Braun Strowman, and Bray Wyatt's just gone. Like, where'd he go? So Braun Strowman's all confused. He's in the lake right now. Bray Wyatt pops up next to him, catches him with a little, you know, a little quick one-two. So they're duking out a little bit more. Braun Strowman ends up hitting a big boot. Onto Bray Wyatt, off the deck, on well into the lake. So then, the lower third happened, and it tricked all of us because I swear, I thought it was over. But nope, that damn lower third <laughs> fooled all of us, and it always that does. That being to the people who don't know what that really means, it's the logo like Extreme Rules Horror Show, copyright 2020. It's what they show when the show. Yeah, it's like the little graphic that it's either on the left. I'm pretty sure it's always on the right side. But, um, you know, sometimes they'll do it with NXT. Um, you know, like how they had Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa hugging at the end of the show, but then Tommaso Ciampa ended up turning on Johnny Gargano, and we all thought it was over because of that little graphic on the bottom. So, Braun Strowman ends up falling into the lake because Bray Wyatt has the mandible claw locked onto him. Bubbles appear into the lake, and so the lake just turns red and pop up, and out comes the fiend just laughing. And that is how we end Extreme Rules. Stupid. That was it. That was it. Stupid. Not a fan of that at all. I mean, what? Wrestling is struggling. I hope we get back. And we have wrestling. I I pray. I pray like the people, day comes. People go back and... Who even won the match? Uh, we don't know. We both talked about that. I said it to my dad. I said, Dad, who won the match? 
He just laughed. And I'm like, no, I want a serious answer. We, I guess we'll never know. I have no idea. I really don't. So with this being said, scale of 1 to 10, what would you rank Extreme Rules? Uh, 3.6. Oh, whoa. Okay. From what it I've was seen, not good. There was yeah. one wrestling match. One good wrestling match. Okay, so from what I've seen, I don't want to be too, too harsh. Definitely below average. Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler did put on a really good show. So I don't want to discredit all their hard work. I'm going to have to say, Extreme Rules, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 5 being average, 4.4. Hmm. Not a fan tonight. Was not a fan. No, clearly not. That's clearly totally not let me down. Neither was I. <laughs> so, now could you I'm gonna, be a fan of that? Yeah, I'm going to mention something that happened last night. So, we were at a party yesterday. And so, I think it was before you left or maybe before I left. I go, I'll talk to you tomorrow. And you're like, uh, you're like, oh, yeah, 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 sure. I go, we got Extreme Rules tomorrow. And you're like... What? That's tomorrow? I was like, yup. And then we were both like, ugh, extreme rules. Granted, I didn't think it was going to be all that bad. But, oh boy, was I wrong. Because this was just trash. I talked to my uncle, who has been a wrestling connoisseur since the early 80s. And he said... You should have said he was a connoisseur since the dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been good. That would have been good. That would have been good. But anyway, he told me this isn't wrestling. That was a legit text from him after the paper you entered ended. This is not wrestling. I said, "What did you say?" He said, this, <laughs> "I." He said, "This is not wrestling." Earlier in the night, I said, "Hold on, I'll read the whole chain." Yeah, just go ahead. So this started at the I for Nine match. He said, don't get how this ends. I replied, you have to extract your opponent's eye. He said, stupid. Is he calling you stupid? No, the match. <laughs> okay. I said when the Swamp match started, what the hell? He sent a picture of the girl from Hey Arnold sitting on the couch, tapping her fingers on the arm of the couch. I'm not sure her name. I said, after the lower third showed up, I said, oh, no, there's more. He goes, this isn't wrestling. So, you know, it's bad when someone from the watching wrestling for over 30 years says, this isn't wrestling. You know, it's bad. Okay, so really quick, I'm looking at uh, WWE's Instagram because that's when they announced like who won the matches and whatnot. And so they post a picture of the fiend from when he pops out right at the end, and all it says is what has the fiend or what has the hashtag the fiend hashtag Bray Wyatt done with hashtag Braun Strowman hashtag Extreme Rules. So is it safe is it to even say the for fiend the won? title? I I think it was. Let me check. What what was it called? The Swamp Fight? Why it Swamp Fight 
Um, Braun Strowman. It's a non-title match. Oh, that's why it was stupid. But with this being said, it's safe to say the Fiend against Braun Strowman at SummerSlam. And that would have been a, I wouldn't say killer match. Has the potential to be good. I at think. SummerSlam, I, at the real SummerSlam. But, but, I'll be happy to watch it. Because I don't think they had a bad match. I think the Fitz kind of took away from it last time. But maybe they'll smarten up this time. Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. I don't really know. We'll see. Okay. But. Okay. But, this should be good. I definitely do think it should be good. Hopefully, it's not another one of those cinematic matches. I pray to God it's not. I mean, like, I'm just sick of the cinematic matches, in all honesty. I mean, granted, Undertaker and AJ, that was great. The Money in the Bank ladder match, we even praised to an extent. But pretty much everything after that just totally declined. Totally declined. I mean, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano was good, too. But, Mm -hmm. like, it just fell off after that. It was like they really had something with these, but then they got too, like, phony, almost. No wrestling. There has been no wrestling. Yeah, what, you had a couple punches and a big boots and you call that a wrestling match? No. No. Dumb. Although, although we we had a better wrestling match yesterday. We were, like, body slamming each other. We were suplexing each other at the party yesterday. We had a better yeah. wrestling match than Braun and Bray. <laughs> we kind of got a little crazy. We did one... We did one more wrestling move than they did the entire match. <laughs> That's true. That's Actually, true. Actually, I think I might have power slammed you two or three times. So, yeah, you even might. more than that. Protected my head and everything. He's a natural. Oh, yeah. I grabbed the head and everything. I haven't <laughs> quite gotten down going up for the slam, but I've mastered <laughs> the art of dropping someone for the slam. I uh I have the infamous video of uh me and you. I I, <laughs> I went to body slam you. It was almost like Hulk Hogan and Andre because I'm so short. <laughs> and then you were like scared I was gonna drop you on your head. In reality, I grabbed your neck and everything. My dad was like, "Ooh, that actually looked pretty good, Jay." I was like, "Yeah, I know. I'm the natural dad, a natural." But he was like, "Yeah, Jaworski sort of like you know needs to man up because I handled you pretty well." <laughs> well, I mean, it gets kind of shady. When the five foot four kid picks up the six foot and a half kid for a power slam. Well, don't you think Andre trusted Hogan? He was like a foot shorter than him. Well, I think we all know that Hulk Hogan didn't really power slam Andre the Giant. What? 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 What you talking about, Willis? Pa- uh, Hulk Hogan did not actually power slam Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant did all the work. I mean, if you want to put it that way. I guess. He did. He did. Sort of. Yeah. Okay. I'll get. I'll agree with you somewhat. Somewhat. We all know that Andre had to hold him up. Hulk Hogan did not lift up Andre the Giant. As strong as he was, and as as much steroids he was on, that. He did not pick up Andre the Giant. And I hope and I hope I'm not exposing the business for anybody. But that's the bottom line. Andre knew Hulk Hogan was the guy. 
Andre was passing the torch, more or less, even though Hulk Hogan was already there. I think that was the big passing of the torch moment. Underrated passing of the torch. Obviously, Andre goes up. Alex Jaworski goes up. And Justin Carroll drops him down. That's Jaworski passing the torch on to me to become the new host of the J&J Wrestling Podcast. No, my shoulder. or You didn't pin me, so. <laughs> I know. I'm going to have to it, get you in the sp- Fujimara armbar. How about that? That's my finisher. It is? No, not really. I would have to think of a sweet finisher. <laughs> Maybe it could hit the Styles Clash. <laughs> my finisher would be, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I need something sweet. Like, man, what's a sweet finish? I, oh, the pile driver. The pile driver is pretty sweet. I do a normal pile driver. Oh, I do it God style. That's a, that's the way you gotta do it. No, I do it old school. Just dump them right on their neck. <laughs> it's a shoot, brother. It's a shoot. Oh man. But anyway. All Ooh. right. That's about it from us. No leg slaps. No fists. Just fit. No. What is it? No flips. Just fists. Yep. Justin, if you'd be so honored or so pleased to uh, plug our social media. Okay. Okay. I don't know how you would be listening to this anywhere else unless you're hacking it. Listen to us. J&J Wrestling Podcast on Spotify. Follow us yep. on two, dose two, of our social media outlets, that being Instagram and Twitter, at J&J Wrestling Pod, without the cast. And that is it. That's we it. We did it. We did do it. Thank God. I thought it was going to be Ooh. hell. Kind of oh, was my. watching that, but anyways. Oh, my. Oh, my. All right. We will see everybody sometime next week. Probably Wednesday. Wednesday Night Wars. Yeah, hopefully Wednesday. Uh, wrestling has gotten painfully difficult to watch without the crowd. So, But we are powering through it just for your listening ears. Of course, we will see you all next week for our review of the Wednesday Night Wars. See you then. See you later.